What's up, guys? Welcome back to the East-West Grind. Perfect song for this week's episode. President Biden is, in fact, picking up the pieces. Shout out to Chef Sue on this request. How's everyone feeling this first week in the Biden administration? Anxiety lifted? Stress lessened? A little less? It's going to be a minute, guys. Hang in there. But as we put that one foot forward with this new administration and looking back in recent weeks and, you know, moving forward, we're going to be looking in the rearview mirror with Trump, too. We'll get into that later. But as Trump got removed from all social media platforms... His response to being held accountable for inciting violence at the Capitol and riling up people so hot that a handful of Americans, not 74 million, not 1 million, not 100,000, 88,000 radicals decided they were going to take over the government. Seventy-four million people voted for him. Seventy-four million ain't gonna act crazy for him. Call it out. We cannot normalize this behavior or what happened on January 6th. If we normalize it, it grows. And if it grows it may at some point become large enough to actually rewrite our Constitution. Imagine a Speaker of the House shaman. Sorry, bro. You got a long way to go if you think that's acceptable and that that behavior should be sitting in the government of the United States. He's fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But Trump was like, wah, wah, what I do? As usual, he's reactive, prepared for nothing, just responds. And that's the worst type of leader in business, in politics, in life. But after the initial smoke cleared and all the derelicts and World of Warcraft insurgents were out of the building, the next day, Trump was like, oh, shit. Let me say something presidential, then maybe the world will forget that I riled up thousands of people to storm their own government. Thousands, not millions. Steve Bannon, stop lying. Rush Limbaugh, too. Stop lying, you guys. But we're going to get into the right-wing media and, uh, talk radio again today these guys need to be debunked at every chance you get they are responsible for a lot of the sideways thinking of our fellow Americans we're going to talk about some of the expectations these stormtroopers that tried to take over the government had 
after they got arrested. I want to talk a bit about the pardons, upcoming pardons. I knew Steve Bannon was going to get one. I'm in the middle of inauguration right now. I'm on a time frame. I got to get moving. Oh, my God. So in the words of my man, Chris Cuomo, let's get after it. All right, what's up, guys? Let's jump into these stormtroopers from the Capitol building real quick. What did these guys think? And by the way, the episodes appear to maybe be like two weeks behind. This episode's being recorded on the 19th and 20th, but you won't be hearing it until like the 27th. Uh, we create content. It goes to editing for a week. You know, so right now it's, it's yesterday and it's right now I'm in between, like I said, the inauguration. But in terms of the insurgents, what did these guys think? I know some media and radio hosts, talk shows, don't want to call them insurgents. But the FBI, the CIA, courts, judges, call them insurgents. That's what I, I'm going to call them. I follow credentialed sources. These agencies under Trump used that terminology, okay? You can argue, but these are experts in their field. But these folks went on the 6th, January 6th, thought that there would be no consequences. Episode 8 or 9 of the East-West Grind. But we tried to warn. We tried to warn motherfuckers that they're may, they may be on some other shit. If you thought you were going to try and take down this government. But a lot of people are in trouble now. They have federal charges against them and are on the news like, uh, President Trump, uh, can I please get a pardon? Because I, I was just doing what I thought you wanted me to do. Chuck Woolery, guys, see you in a second. It was a very strange experience to be arrested by the FBI. Um, they're very professional and it was very it was a very strange feeling. I felt like I was doing my patriotic duty. So me personally, I do not feel a sense of shame or guilt from my heart from what I was doing. I thought I was following my president. I thought I was following what we were called to do, flying there. He asked us to fly there. He asked us to be there. So I was doing what he asked us to do. So as far as in my heart of hearts, do I feel like a criminal? No. Do I feel guilty? No. But I do feel um, a little wrong, wronged um, in the situation because I'm like, okay, I'm a real estate agent and this has taken my company um, it's taken my business. It's um, I'm getting slandered all over the Internet, all over the world and all the news. I would like um, a pardon from the president of the United States. I think that we all deserve a pardon. We, I'm, I'm facing prison sentence. Um, I think that I do not deserve that. And I think every person, you know, from what I understand, everyone's going to be arrested. That was there. So I, would, I think everyone deserves a pardon. And I would ask the president of the United States to give me a pardon. No, bitch, you get nothing. Here's what you do get, though, for not living in reality. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. 
But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. But now, real estate lady, you got to face this shit on your own, sister. You're 50 fucking years old. This ain't happening to you or your business because you're a Trump supporter. Your life's upside down because you jumped on a private jet and tried to take over the Capitol with a bunch of other criminals. Now you want Trump to bail you out? He got you into this mess. He ain't going to get you out. You ain't Kyle Rittenhouse, episode six or seven, something like that. But we're the same age. Do you remember your mom saying to you, now, if so-and-so told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off that bridge? Hell no. I never did. That's street smarts. But why are you jumping off a bridge behind so-and-so at 50? So put your fucking ego down and take some responsibility. And whatever state you are from should pull your salesperson's license. You are unstable. You are rich, but not rich enough to get that pardon, baby. Fuck off. It's such a lovely pair of words. And it's international. I don't care where you are. If somebody's fucking with your bags at Lhasa Airport in Tibet, and he's got a shaven head and, and saffron clothes on, and you say, hey, fuck off. He knows exactly what you mean. Exact. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. Fuck off doesn't mean go away. Fuck off means fuck off. And everybody feels what it means. Nobody can write it down. There is no English equivalent for fuck off. Because it is English, fuck off. You know? And English expressions don't have English equivalents. They fucking are. You know? <laughs> but Trump's gone now, right? And we're going to wind down our coverage or talking about him here too. And this is going to be a direction we here at the East-West Grind take intentionally. He's irrelevant now. And there's, there's not going to be any cliffhangers or crazy shit jumping off in the Biden-Harris administration. These guys are professionals, experts in their field. It's going to be boring and thank God. But alongside the politicians on the left and the right that we're going to be talking about, we at The Grind are going after talk radio personalities who are lying to their listeners and sending them on scavenger hunts too. We're going to call them out and provide proof. And if you know people who are listening to these people we're talking about, you better tell them, hey, these motherfuckers are lying. Don't listen to them. Don't follow them. They already fucked up once. Pass it on, my friends. Everyone else is working in the grind. I am out of it now. Mostly. But I'm hip to what these guys are doing. I'm just telling everyone I know what's up, but what's really up. Take it or leave it. Thanks for being here either way. So let's get started and talk radio and we'll go straight into, uh, here's a clip from of Rush Limbaugh from Friday show. That's Friday, January 15th. 
See you in three minutes and on the other end of this. Open line Friday. We now go back to the phones. This is Paul in Castor Valley, or Castro Valley in California. Great to have you. Hi. Hey, thanks, Rush. Has, hey, has anybody noticed that the American vote was lost? It's like, I mean, all of a sudden with all this political theater, the dust stirs up, and, and guess what's not being talked about anywhere anymore? What's that? The American vote that was lost. That was, that was, oh, yeah. Blown away. Yeah, the, the American vote that was stolen, lost, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. ought to be, that ought to be the number one focus of everybody wanting to get to the bottom with election reform. That's your point, right? Yeah, because that's the American voice, sir. That's when we get a chance to peacefully put on a piece of paper what we think. Look, I have to tell, I have to remind you, I am the lone voice that said that the Democrat Party is not going to stop until they can render elections meaningless. Well, I've got a good idea for a project for the president when he leaves office. What's that? Do a tour of eight states, and he should go look at the evidence. And when he sees it, and put it in his hand, hold up, and say, "See, look." This is this is what they did to you, and just go from place to place. I think, but now hasn't he done that? He did that at Georgia no, rallies. No, I'm He's talking about imp, imp, there's nothing like the man in person for him to humbly go there and 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 talk to the legislatures and say, please show me the information that was shown to you. It was respectfully just ask them to do this. It will focus the attention back where it needs to be, because he is where the attention of you know 75 million people are. And I think that can draw a lot of people in because once the, the, the light of truth shines on this stuff, but the, and it gets the it people that run the somewhere. media, you're going to need the media for this to happen. The people that run the, look at Rasputin Jack just got through saying that they're not going to stop at Twitter until they get rid of everybody on the conservative side of things so that what you want can't happen because there will be nobody to provide the feed. And they're dead serious about this. This is all about their ultimate objective to render elections meaningless. They know we can't get rid of them because then we could not lay claim that we're a democracy. So they can't get rid of them. They'd love to get rid of them if they could, but they can't. So they have to render them meaningless, and they've just shown that they can do it. Do you think that these same people are going to turn around and let Donald Trump show up in eight states with an envelope filled with evidence of their crimes? And they're going to happily allow this to be brought. It isn't going to happen. You're going to have to find uh, another way. I'm not trying to pour cold water on your idea. Don't misunderstand. I just don't think it's as easy or going to be as you made it sound. i got to take a quick time out, folks. We- this is why the right or conservative people in America and all over the globe are so confused. Rush Limbaugh has been a trusted radio host with zero journalistic credentials. That is fact. But this caller starts off with... How the vote was stolen, and Rush is like, oh, yeah, yeah, the stolen vote. Rush Limbaugh knows. Over 60 times, Rudy, on behalf of the president, was kicked out of court. They presented zero evidence of widespread voter fraud. Zero. Rush knows they're all friends. Rush Limbaugh knows the truth, and he continues to take his listeners down these types of rabbit holes. Why? Why is he mind-fucking the people he claims to love so very much? This whole mega-ditto shit. What, what does that even mean? For ratings? Greed? Now listen to this clip. Chuck Woolery, folks. Two and two. Then how the hell did they get into Harvard? They are not that smart if they are demanding people's rights be taken away. I don't know. I, you talk about they're not that smart. I think it's, 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 it's another great example 
of how they're always a step ahead. These are the students demanding this, not the faculty. The faculty will be next. The faculty, oh yeah, this is a great idea. This is the students demanding this. Now, what if they, what if, what if Harvard does it? What if Harvard says, you know what? We're under a lot of pressure here. And we may have made a mistake in credentialing these people with our precious Harvard degrees when we didn't know who they were. And they might have misled us and misrepresented who they were. I can, with the way things are going, I can see something like this actually happening. A lot of people, come on, Rush. It'll, we've been saying for 30 years, come on, Rush, that'll never happen. While we're watching, everything we thought would never happen, happen right in front of our faces, right in front of our eyes. To the caller, yes, the Democrats are in charge, and Republicans are not. That is not going to change. The Democrats will be uh, will work with the Republicans to pass bills and whatever else they need to do. But the Republicans will not fuck over the working class anymore, at least for the next four years. Two, if the Dems lose a, a seat in the Senate or some House seats in 2022. But the Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the executive branch. The Republicans do not. Suck it up, man. Have your wife make you a pink pussy hat. Leave your guns at home, please, and take it to the streets with you know all your other friends about the election. Write letters. Do everything you feel you need to do to get it off your chest. That is your right as a free-flowing American. But the batshit of the Republican Party has crossed the lines. Citizens and politicians. Now let's go to a clip from Rush on Monday the 18th. When Democrats used to just lock down the country and prevented outdoor gatherings, except if you were Antifa or Black Lives Matter, and protesting, you could do whatever you wanted. Remember when they did all that because of COVID? Now the Democrats are banning rallies in Washington and all across the fruited plain. See what this motherfucker does? The mayor of D.C. has asked that all rally permits be revoked for the safety of the incoming president. For one day only. And he's alluding to the fact by just saying the Dems want no more rallies. See, this is what he's been doing for 30 years to the minds of his listeners, feeding them half-truths and riling them up in anger. Let's go a little further into the episode, too. Because of the Capitol Hill protest last week. And by the way, I'm calling it a protest because I am strictly following the Associated Press and Reuters guidelines, which prohibit their reporters from using the term riot for any Antifa or Black Lives Matter protest. So to stay in compliance, I, too, will refer to what happened as a protest at the Capitol. And that protest is being used for everything. The Capitol Hill protest now being used as an excuse for implementing what the Democrats have long since wanted. It's like banning conservative thought from the Internet. And the airwaves. Now the Democrats are even using the Capitol protests as their latest excuse for reparations. And you notice that they are also trying to ban any. They're they're trying to tell us that there are massive protests planned at all the state capitals on Inauguration Day. And yet their own reporters are saying there aren't any crowds here. In fact, Their own reporters are pointing out that there are more journalists at these state capitals 
than there are protesters or rioters or any of that. Russia's doing nothing but fanning the flames to his millions of listeners instead of trying to bring them into reality. He don't care. Where was he on the 6th? That's right, he was home. It's money and ratings. Okay, let's jump over to the resident uh, Steve Bannon in the White House, or I'm sorry, with the, uh, with the Trump administration. But he's also a recent, uh, Steve Bannon is also a recent pardon recipient. I fucking knew it. He stole that money from the Build the Wall Foundation, the Build the Wall GoFundMe, whatever it was. Was about to go to prison and Trump wrote it off. There you go, buddy. No problem. But let's go to Steve Bannon in the war room. Here's what happened in uh, last Friday's show. Same day as Rush. That's Friday the 15th. See you in three. And now, Jake Tapper, the rhetoric is changing. They refer to that now not as election fraud. Not as, they refer to it as the big lie. What does that mean? What's the, that's a code word for something. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's the big lie. It's actually a phrase that Claire McCaskill used a few days ago. Uh, the former senator who got trounced and defeated by uh, great, the great Josh Hawley out of Missouri. And now Jake Tapper is continuing. Jake Tapper, who, like me, is Jewish and, and, and I think uh, thinks of himself as a sort of a champion for the Jewish people, but never shows it in actual, uh, in, in actual behavior. What you're seeing out of Jake Tapper today, he called the, the, the election fraud, voter fraud discussions, the big lie. What the big lie was, and you can look it up on Wikipedia, literally put in big lie, and you'll see it. That, that's a propaganda arsenal it's a propaganda tool used by none other than the disgusting despicable adolf hitler who who claimed that jews used the big lie to state that the germans lost uh lost world war one because of ludendorff who was a an ardent anti anti-semite anti-semite and a german nationalist so the phraseology of the big lie comes right out of Mein Kampf by adolf hitler and now it's being used against those who who had used their God-given constitutional rights to cl- to discuss and show and prove that there was election fraud and voter fraud throughout this country. There are over 200,000 unlawful ballots in Wisconsin, over 400,000 allegedly unlawful ballots in Georgia, the 700,000 ballots in Pennsylvania, which were not uh, which were bail-in or absentee, which were which were not observed as they were counted. The 71 absentee precincts, which were not balanced in Wayne County, Georgia, Wayne County, um, Michigan, where Detroit is, and so on and so forth. The big lie, Boris Epstein, who, by the way, has some nerve talking shit about Chuck Schumer or Jake Tapper. It's like these guys don't own a mirror or something. A quick history on Boris. He was a college friend of Eric Trump's. Tough guy lawyer, been in and out of jail, bar fights and such. It's who you know on the right that gets you in, not the qualifications or skills that they keep telling you they're fighting for. They just make up credentials and stories about their own credentials along the way. Anyways, the big lie. Boris and Bannon are telling their listeners that Jake is selling Nazi Germany propaganda to his listeners. That is the big lie. The big lie is that people like Rush Limbaugh and like Steve Bannon and Boris Epstein, and again, all the little up-and-comers sharing their content and creating content similar to share with their own millions of millions of listeners and viewers. The big lie is that you fuckers are telling your listeners everyday Joes 
like myself, everyday people, that there was voter fraud. Last time, 60 of our state and federal courts threw those claims out. And the Bar Association is looking at Rudy Giuliani's license to maybe disbar him for wasting their time and for his part in this charade. Every time Crazy Rudy was asked for proof in court, Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, and the Kraken Lady, nobody could provide the proof. Nobody. And side note, I don't care how many signed affidavits they had. Here, here's me signing a paper towel right now. Add that to your list of affidavits. Judges and courts don't have time to waste on your nonsense. See you in two. The, the, poll book, the poll book is completely off. Completely off. Off that by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. That poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you, do you even know the answer to that? No, I guess it's, I'm trying to get to the bottom zero. of this here. Zero. There's zero. So my question then... Is if the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent. Let's uh, let's let Representative Johnson ask his question. <laughs> so the poll book number. Okay, there, there's two things that could happen here. Either the poll book number, if, if ballots were called multiple multiple times, there, there's two options. Option number one is that the poll book numbers are not going to match. They the, don't. The actual. Not by thousands and thousands of votes. That's not what we see right now. You that, take a look again. One. Take a look again. Option number two is that they essentially were, were filling in names of people who didn't vote. That, Dead that, people too? So is that – Let's I guess, let is that Representative Johnson ask his question and then when I he's done – I thought that was his answer. Okay. Well, I guess that, that's uh, well, my, my question here is why – we're not seeing the poll book off by 30,000 votes. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what are you I saying saw. that they're filling in? I know things? what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay. We're, we're, I I, think, I'm just trying I to ask th- you a let me, uh, legitimate question here. Yeah. Let's let Representative Johnson ask his question and then don't interrupt him. And then, okay. and then if you want to respond to it, that's fine. And, uh, did you have more representative? Yeah, I guess I just want to keep following back up with the poll book. So are we saying that the poll book is either wildly off or that they are, that they are filling in names? It's wildly off and dead people voted and uh, illegals voted. Okay. So that's my uh, answer. I think- that was a reminder. These are the types of people that the legal team for a President Trump would bring to court and hearings. Her credibility is terrible. That was uh, Melissa Carone, who's been in jail for making a sex tape with her boyfriend, and then emailing that tape to his ex-wife. We should overturn an election on signed affidavits with people that have zero proof on words of people like this. Her character's terrible. Be reasonable. Now back to Rudy and the Kraken legal team. Boris, Bannon, and Rush. But here these guys are telling their millions of followers that the election was stolen, still... Trump's going to declassify this or that for proof. I mean, that that is the big lie, motherfuckers. 
You are the ones spreading lies and propaganda and then convincing your people that the real legitimate news sources and journalists are the ones spreading the lies and propaganda. Accuse those of what you yourself are guilty of. Let's check out another clip from Bannon. We're asking the rabbi to explain the Reichstag fire and to the concept of the big lie. We want to get into all of it, but we want to have an expert. He is the uh, the author of Pushback and has really become a uh, an audience favorite and really a favorite of all of us here in the war room. So we've asked the rabbi to join us on uh, on Monday. Later in the show, also we talk about unrestricted warfare. You've got you know information warfare, psychological warfare, cyber warfare, and economic warfare. We've got Ian Smith. Ian Smith uh, later in the show, and you've heard about guys having their insurance canceled, right? Ian Smith had his had his bank account canceled, just took swept all the cash out of his bank. So we're going to have Ian Smith on later in the show. Sure, he did. For what? By whom? What he do? Let's keep going, friends. I want to go back to the situation, and let's uh, just anecdotally, it is over the top. What is happening into the city right now? I'm a national security guy in law and order, okay? But I think the FBI in that call today, which they didn't have a press call, CNN kept promoting it, right, up until a few minutes beforehand. It turned out it was a very bizarre, almost like statement. Mm -hmm. And only – I don't think any message went out. I don't see any conservative – writers on there i don't know if you knew about it you knew about it i don't know if it went out to a limited number of people we got to get to the bottom of that and most of it was kind of questions and answers they didn't talk anything about sullivan right nothing about antifa right. nothing about having and nobody asked them any questions of why did you come out so adamantly and said this was no antifa no black lives matter uh on friday a week ago and now we know there's there's uh antifa uh involved in this um why did you put out in reuters that cnn kept running on their chiron that this was a targeted planned event to capture and assassinate officials when that was the shaman and then they walked that back into the did they walk that back jack yeah steve on the call sherwin said that and michael sherman is the acting u.s attorney for washington dc by a, a, a trump's appointee yeah, trump appointee that no trump is still president by the way um yeah. no direct evidence of kill or capture teams targeting members of congress Officials clarify written statements that were made in insurrection charging documents. And so I'm reading that from uh, uh, WUSA. So, of course, they're still calling it an insurrection when yet the DOJ is now walking back and saying there is no direct evidence of kill or capture teams. And this flies in the face of, of course, the entire narrative that CNN has been pushing from the start. Well, it's from the start, but particularly – and correct me if I'm wrong – since that charging document came out on the shaman, right – the quantum, our quantum realm uh, spirit animal, um, that's been nonstop on the choir run. Quantum realm spirit animal, huh? See what I mean? Something's not right. Let's go further. In fact, today when we got off the show, I was waiting for the, the one o'clock. That was almost on the choir run the entire time. The two things are playing up is the kill and capture teams for assassinations and Mike Pence being under, you know, being under some pressure, or they were went a hundred feet of Mike Pence or, or something. Like that. But that's their two things to show that these were. And listen, here's the thing: if it's planned, how's it inspired by the speech? So they had a problem with the narrative there. They had to retorque that, and now that's where they're going back. So I'm gonna give you signal, not noise. Okay, let's break this down real quick. WUSA, CNN, nor the DOJ is walking back shit. And Black Lives Matter didn't want to help Trump stay in office. They weren't there. Why are these guys selling this shit? 
These guys are the reason so many Americans are confused. But in this clip, we heard a couple of things. Steve Bannon talked about how Black Lives Matter was involved and how Antifa was involved on January 6th. Now let's break down Antifa real quick. What does Antifa mean? What does Antifa mean? Anti means against, not in favor of, or against something, right? Fa, fa, fa. In Antifa, fa represents fascism. Antifa, anti-fascists. Fascism is bad. Fascism is not in line with American values. Now let's go to the Webster Dictionary for the definition of what fascism is. Fascism is a political philosophy, movement, or regime such as that of a fascisti that exalts a nation and often race above the individual or the mass. And that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of oppression. The opposition of a fascist is anyone not white and trying to make it in America. Look at the revolving cabinet Trump had over the past four years. 99.9% white. That is not a melting pot. Two, under the Webster Dictionary of Fascism, a tendency toward an actual exercise of strong autocratic and dictatorial control. The Trump administration pulled away from Americans collectively and spoke directly to the base that was all about him. You know, they got the tattoos, they got their clothes, everything, all over it. The base of a majority, the base was a majority of white people, is a majority of white people. Look at his rallies, a sea of white, sprinkled with one or two black or Hispanic people. That's facts. My eyes don't lie. I'm just calling it. He also used his social media account to speak directly to his supporters and had stopped briefings from the White House where questions would be asked. He didn't want to be asked any questions that were hard, and he didn't want to be forthcoming. A Democratic president is an open book. Side note, Joe Biden started today that he will reinstate a public log of who goes in and out of the White House, and he will reinstate daily briefings in the White House communication room and with the team. That is transparency. People thought Trump was cool. He eroded those things. He took them away. That wasn't cool. That was sneaky. And by definition, Trump fits the criteria for a fascist. And I know all Americans are against that, against fascism. They just need to learn the definition and profile of a fascist. Then apply the behaviors and principles to both parties. You'll see what I'm talking about. But back to Bannon saying uh, this capital attack was Antifa. What would Antifa be at a Trump rally for? Antifa isn't opposed to a Joe Biden presidency. Whoever they are, they don't like Trump. They don't like him. They ain't going to go to the Capitol for him. 
Trump has normalized all the dictators to his base. So when he started behaving as such, nobody in his base really flinched. Episode four or five. But I don't hang out with murderers and shady characters. Do any of you guys? The company one keeps as of, of is a reflection of themselves. Anyways, anyways, USA Today, January 14th. Fact check. False claims of facial recognition of Antifa members during U.S. Capitol riot. Claims that members of Antifa were identified among rioters at the U.S. Capitol by a facial recognition company are false. The facial recognition technology firm publicly refuted the claims published January 14th. There is no way. Use your eyes. But there is no way you can tell me that those insurgents were anything other than Trump supporters. Most had Trump paraphernalia on from head to toe. Another fucking lie from Bannon and Fox on the right. Jack Posobiec, who has blocked me on Twitter, by the way, and I'm honored. But Jack says CNN is walking back that there was, you know, an intended kidnapping. Bullshit. These guys were looking for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. That can't be normalized. What the fuck? What kind of country do we want to live in? These guys had ropes and tactical gear, handcuff ties, police shoes. What were those for, Posobiec? Bannon? To handcuff each other? Fuck you, man. How dumb do you guys think people are? And finally, in that clip, Bannon says, if it was planned, how is it inspired by speech? If it was planned, how was it inspired by the speech? Because people like you have been planting into the minds of your listeners for years, months, that this was some movie. We're going to civil war. Spartacus moments. I've heard it on your show. You've said it. Russia said it. All these other little guys have said it. Anyone that goes through your show, they were here. They will hear these guys telling their listeners to make sure that they are there on the 6th. Bring your friends. It's going to be wild. You lied and you mind fucked a bunch of Americans to think that they could actually pull this dumb shit off and that Trump would still be president. That is fucked up. Now they, the loyal supporters, are the ones holding the bag. You don't care about these people, C. Bannon. You use them, all of them. You just got your pardon. Some are dead. Others' lives are forever ruined. And they go down in history as terrorists on their own soil. You motherfuckers need to be held accountable for this. There should be laws or something. I don't know. AOC, somebody better fucking look at this shit. This ain't fair. This ain't right. Bannon also goes on to say that Trump had a 50 plus approval rating. No, he didn't. Pew Research, January 15th, 29% approval. Dude is in the gold-plated shitter. I think that's a perfect end to the Trump presidency. The media is saying the attempted overthrow of the Capitol building is a result of Trump not condoning the elections for two months. It's not. This has been five years in the making. This is how cult leaders operate. To change a person, or in this case, a society and culture, that takes time. Time to strip that person down and rebuild them in the image of how the leader wants them. 
We saw everyday people inside the Capitol building yelling, inside the Capitol building, yelling, hang Mike Pence. Those people ain't in their right mind. And that didn't happen in two months or since November. Trump, Bannon, Limbaugh, they've been programming these guys for years. And all they needed was to be told to show up and on the 6th, it is your Spartacus moment. These poor guys actually believed they were in a revolution. CN2. Ma'am, what, what happened to you? I got maced. You got maced? Wait, wait, <laughs> and what happened? You were trying to go inside yeah, the Capitol? Yeah, I, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they maced me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Thank you. This isn't two months. This is years of being fed lies. How do I know so much about cults, you ask? Great question. I had a friend for about three years. She was a successful businesswoman. A family business. Multi-million dollar operation. Smart. And she spent 20 years in a cult here in the Bay Area. She got wrapped up in the wrong dojo. And over time, not over a few months, the cult leader chipped away at this woman's mind. She turned her away from her own family. She legally changed her name to what the cult leader had given her rather than the name that her loving parents had given her. That cult leader burrowed herself, her fucking dirty feet, in this woman's life. Until the family business, the woman's house, all gone. Everything was dissolved and handed over to the cult leader, pretty much. Her marriage ended, and she raised her daughter on the compound and in that cult for 20 fucking years. It took her daughter growing up and getting out of that for that friend I had to wake up and sneak out of that shit herself. 20 years of her life had passed. Her family had gone on with life without her. She had to start a whole new life from scratch. And in her 50s, the blinders had come off. Not really, though. But 20 years had gone by. Her parents had passed. Her siblings, they don't trust her. And of course, they hold warranted resentment. Guess who was easily manipulated and brought onto the Trump train? That's right, that friend. This is the Trump bubble and the loyalists of Trump's base who stormed that Capitol. They will be held accountable for their lack of, you know, critical thinking. The base was convinced that all the sources outside of conservative talk radio own Newsmax Fox are all fake. Episode three, I think, of the East-West grind. But that same bubble has now turned on Fox because they've been told by that leader, by Trump, that Fox is no good anymore. And now, much like how people turned on the news sources from their childhood after Donald Trump told them to, and with no evidence of them being fake, but people just ran with it, man. It was the oddest thing to see on such a sweeping or large grand scale. But now Fox is fake news too because the Murdochs weren't going to go, you know, full crazy and follow Trump, the Trump train off the rails. 
Their ratings are suffering for it too. Newsmax beat out Fox ratings last week. And they're only like a few years old. And these guys are fake. And this is the pivot we talked about in episode five or six, siphoning off the Fox viewers from Fox and over to own and Newsmax. They'll perpetuate the lie of the stolen election that again, American legal systems through like 60 plus times. It's exhausting following the lies, isn't it? Trump and company never cared about the forgotten man. He took advantage of them, but told them he had their backs. He did nothing for the common folk, but learn how to talk like the everyday American. He gave the bullies and the shit talkers a national platform like Rush. Rush burps and farts on his show all the time. We can't have people like this in government. We just can't. They don't know anything. You have to deal with world people. This has been the greatest con in American history. Seriously. What a time to be alive in American history. I hope future historians find these podcasts. This is history as it unfolded in tandem with factual chains of events. It's my book, my legacy for my dependents, I guess. I don't know. But remember, guys, he's from Park Avenue. You don't know your life, our life, everyday America's life. He don't know you, and he don't want to know you. Trump's brother was dying last year, August, in a hospital in New York. Trump went to visit him for about 30 minutes and then flew off to his golf course. That's a true story with pictures and all. You just have to ask Siri or Google to find it for you. They'll bring it up. But my point is, is that he doesn't give a fuck about his own family. What makes people think he cares about them? Remember, he rolled back regulations put in place to benefit the worker and working class to better serve and protect the corporations. Episode six or seven. His incompetence cost hundreds of thousands of American lives, yet he golfed every weekend. And still, people... Poor people rose up for him to try and take over the government while taking selfies and stopping to smoke weed. The FBI has charged Riley Williams with her role in the Capitol riots. The FBI says she told her former partner that she intended to take the laptop of Nancy Pelosi. They got it back. Ship it to Russia where her friend, where friends of hers are so that they could then turn it over to the SVR. That is the Russian intel. Like, what is wrong with people? This girl is 22 years old. Anyone over 30. What did you know about life and the world at 22? I didn't know shit about shit. And I was married and had a kid already. But this is how fucked up he had people. This kid seriously thought she could get Nancy Pelosi's laptop and send it to Russia. No problem. Easy task to achieve. She will have nothing but grief for the rest of her life and and be labeled a traitor to her country. That is sad to me. But this is the legacy, legacy she has created for herself starting off in life. I hope for her. She's strong enough to withstand the next 70, you know, 60, 70 years of life. God willing, she gets to live that long. But I hope she gets a second chance. 
once she gets help to bring her back into reality. But Trump's gone now. He's gone. The people who tried to take over the government will pay fines and go to prison. Some died. Their lives are forever scorched or altered by Donald Trump and company. But had anyone done a quick Google search before voting in 2016? They'd seen the trail of, of lives he scorched in the past throughout life. Throughout his life, his business ventures, the next several years will be interesting to see how we emerge and how he emerges. But let's get back to President Biden reaching across the aisle real quick before we call it a day. President Biden will reach across the aisle to the Republican Party, to the ones who are not out of their tree like Lauren Boebert. Congresswoman Boebert has been to jail like four times, I think. Colorado. How'd you guys miss this, Colorado? Why would you vote in a representative that has been to jail? Not once, but like four times. This person can't be trusted. Why didn't you guys look at her history? I'm just asking the question. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, Josh Hawley, Cruz, all of them. And let's talk about these four for a minute. Ted Cruz, I have no idea what happened to him. He used to like, he used to be like a Chuck Schumer looking type of guy, all square. Now he's, he runs in the image of a Don Jr. That guy Cruz, senator in Texas, he cannot be trusted. He goes whichever way the wind blows. He stands for nothing but himself. No backbone. And that is the truth. Now these newbies, the other three, and the likes of the like Tummy Tubervilles, the senator in Alabama, and all the freshman class and senators, congressmen in the United States government, all of them, put a pin in that for just a second. Just a second. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California Today said in a tweet, I saw it, I know I saw it somewhere, but she basically said all elected officials should be allowed to bring their representatives' issues to Congress and the Senate. That is why they are elected you know, to those seats, and that's what they're elected to do. I agree, but we have to bring honesty and reality. Positions like the Senate and Congress are not to argue a duly elected president. It's already been factually decided. Let's say you had a small town in California. This is a hypothetical. It's not, but I'm just going to say a little town in California because that's where I live. I'll place the popular mechanics article in the notes. But this little California town, most of the residents of that small town believe that, uh, I don't know, anything outrageous like a, like 5G is working against cell phone towers. Five, or 5G is being used to kill Americans. That's out there. And I'm, if, if that's the case, why 5G? And not 4G or 3 or 3G. Logically, that doesn't make sense. Not to mention the government agencies, experts like, you know, the FBI. They all say there's no proof of any 5G anything except that it makes our phones and computers run super fast. So the people pushing that story, you look at them like, dude, who told you that? Be like, guys like, um, I heard it here. I, a friend told me. You think 
this guy's not right. Something's not right. If most of that little town that we just talked about believes that that conspiracy about 5G that has no facts behind it, by the way. But if most of that small town think it's true, guess who gets elected to mayor and city council positions in that small town? The 5G conspiracy folks. Now, you have town leaders that say 5G is all that crazy we just went over, yet the FBI insists that what those elected officials are telling their constituents is factually unfounded, and that the observation that the FBI has a very close eye on, by the way, with 5G and cell towers and whatever else, is not based in fact. It's so far so good. But now, that 5G mayor is running for Congress or the Senate, and that 5G mayor wins and is now a congresswoman. That is Lauren Boebert. That is Marjorie Taylor Greene. These ladies truly believe that this election was stolen. They're the Q. And they brought blatant and easily debunked arguments by our own government officials. But they brought these sideshows to national attention that have nothing to do with poverty Joblessness, the economy, the needs of the constituents. A couple episodes back, we spoke about congressmen and women making movie trailer type social media clips like actors do in Mission Impossibles and movies and shit. The House and the Senate are no place for that nonsense and are not the place for grievances that are not based in reality. There are real problems jumping off. What are these guys doing up there? This is a problem. Now let's go back to Senator Feinstein's comment real quick that everyone had, you know, everyone should have a voice. Remember she said, I said it a few minutes ago, she sh- everyone should be able to speak their mind, tell, you know, what, whatever, whatever, something like that. Let's close that up and ask, where do we draw the line? How do we justify having congressmen and senators that push and believe conspiracies because some just push it a lot don't believe it they just they were just scared of being primaried so they went with the flow Cruz Holly Rubio and if you don't know who in your state are the pushers send us an email at info at eastwestgrind.com I'll send you a list of who to keep an eye on in your state. And welcome to the East West Grind podcast. But back to where do we draw the line? First, you got to identify the problem. This is like mass basic educational issues, educational problems. Our government and citizens should now collectively say, okay, the world is watching us as usual. We watch C-SPAN and are looking at us and each other like, what the fuck is going on over there? This shit is weakness. One of these two ladies, Marjorie Taylor Greene, tried to take a gun into, into Congress. Again, I've asked this, who the fuck do these people think they are? Here's why you can't take a gun into Congress. Does anyone know who Harvey Milk was? Anybody? Anybody? Senator Dianne Feinstein knows who Harvey was. 
She was in San Francisco City Hall when Harvey Milk and Mayor George Moscone, yes, the Moscone Center is named after that mayor, but Feinstein was in the building when they were assassinated by Supervisor Milk's political opponent. And that is just one reason why you cannot take your gun into Congress, Miss Bobert, Miss Taylor Green. Know your nation's history. You two bitches walk the halls of the Capitol now. This is not Jerry Springer. It's the government, ladies. Act like it. But back to how do we not have elected officials like this that are not based in reality, that don't believe reality. Federal lawmakers, we've got to get more money into the school systems like yesterday. The public school systems, they need help. The Trump administration relocated public school funding to private and charter schools, episode seven or eight with Betsy DeVos. But the more funding put into public school kids gives those neighborhood kids more and more opportunity at higher learning to go on to college or a a superior, like, you know, higher learning education to go to, I don't know, into a trade or something. But they'll have that higher education, that higher learning in the K through 12. When you're given quality tools in the K through 12 age, you make better choices as you go through all the awkward times in your life, in your youth. Nobody's an angel, but when you know better, you do better. This is how you close the gap between poverty and wealth. Some kids get the higher learning and go off and be lawyers and such. Some get that same higher learning and apply the skills to their own entrepreneurial ventures. Either way, we've got to qualify these teachers. They better not have gotten their, you know, teaching degrees online and boom, you're in third or fourth grade or any grade at all, you know, just teaching. Teachers are dealing with 25, 30 individuals who are other people's kids. Hell no. Teachers need skin in the game and they need to be paid well, like Dr. Well. Doctors save lives. So do teachers. But also these teachers need uh, to be given the proper tools, and to be held accountable. That is how you avoid the Lauren Boberts and the Q lady. But we're stuck with them for a few years unless they keep, you know, doing crazy shit and then they get thrown out, I assume. Whatever process they go through to get, you know, motherfuckers out when they need to be thrown out. But that's how you even out a culture. Helping others rise. It starts with how our country wants to produce generations of its own citizens. Some are going to have problems along the way. Along the way in life, it happens. But if we as a country, if we say, well, we'll give our citizens quality help if one of us needs you know, to get up or out or help excelling, I think if we collectively decided on that and actually did it, I think we'd have less of a drug problem and less mental illness and more logically thinking members of our country. Hashtag public school systems at the top of each state and federal kitty budget needs to be hashtag public school systems. But circling back to drawing the line with our elected officials, we've got to get back to where the parties agree on facts. Once you agree on facts, you can then 
The parties can then debate on how to act on those facts. We can't have people like Mike Lindell on the floor of Congress. We just can't. Hashtag public school systems. But circling back to President Biden from like 30 minutes ago, but Joe will reach across to the ones who are not trying to undermine democracy and want to work with their work with and for their constituents. And the ones who don't want to work with the Dems, well, you're just going to have to come along for the ride and trust that the Dems are steering us back into stability because that's how the country voted. And historically, that is what Joe Biden has done. He reaches across the aisle. Those are facts of history. Sorry, not sorry, conservative media. You cannot change that American history. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting the next four years. All right, let's move on. But before I do, if I get one more email about how the riots over social justice were the same as people trying to overthrow the most powerful government in the world, I'm going to lose my shit. So come on, guys, get sober off Trump. And before we go, I'd like to send a personal message to Donald Trump because uh, as we talked about in the beginning... He becomes a double take now. I hope before the Grim Reaper makes himself known to you, sir, you get the opportunity to hear these words. I wept when Joe Biden won. What your policies and lies took from our society, we can never get back. And we'll forever live with those memories, the losses. I've consumed myself with exposing to your most loyalist of base, risking ass-kicking, but exposing the conman and grifter you have been your entire selfish life, sir. All the proof I needed was to show people a little bit of, you know, the articles and news reportings on you from the 70s and 80s. It was all there. And if this podcast or any of my many social media accounts and posts throughout the past several years have brought even one person back from the reality TV world that you, Mr. Trump, had them in, and Bannon, and Limbaugh, and Fox, and all those little up-and-comers we talk about, the subsidiaries, subsidiaries, if it brought just one person back, mission accomplished for me. I wish the same for you, that you have bestowed upon millions of others, Mr. Trump. Fuck you, sir. And as we open this new chapter into the Biden administration, I myself have some deprogramming to do away from talking about Trump and familiarizing myself with the, the Biden administration and their people because Trump's done. So we're going to take a few weeks off to structure our show back in the image of what the everyday Joe is, with, of course, a heavy dash of shit-talking along the way. But we want to get back to the core value of what we started here at the East-West Grind podcast. And that core value is about communicating to the mass, to the working class, to the everyday American about our politics, our politicians, and holding them, our news, our talk radio channels, everything, holding everyone's feet to the fire. For the people, Kamala Harris. As always, guys, thanks for listening. I got your back and I'll see you in a few weeks. Peace.